Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's the second edition of the Test Match Daily. India taking on England. Yesterday we had uh, Richard Mann on and we talked about the the series etc. But today we get into the meat and two veg of this series of podcasts. If you've joined us before for the uh, Big Bash League dailies or for the IPL dailies, you'll know the score. I've got a number of different fan badges around the world that come on after games and in between games to talk about the cricket and to have their say on what's happening on the cricket field or we're ahead of the series at the moment but I've got six of them with me today been very lucky as the cricket badger to have picked up some really good fan badges as I've gone through both series so far and this is our first foray into test match cricket and to be honest it's the format I love the most I'm welcoming some of the IPL guys back on haven't spoken to them for a while I've got a few of the big bash guys that are coming on to uh, renew their uh, contracts with the cricket badger not that they get paid to go through this test series but let's say hello and welcome Welcome back to the Cricket Badger Dailies. Anand Beaker. Anand, it's been a while. How are you? It's really been a while. I'm really looking forward to getting back and analysing some of the, the cricket that's happening. You know, certainly missed the daily pod during the India-Australia series because that was such a cracking series. And, you know, just taking a look at England coming into the shores of India, you think that this is going to be another cracking series. So really chuffed. 
and another man that I've not spoken to for a while. When he came on the quiz at Christmas, if you listen to the uh, Cricket Badger quiz, you'll have heard Neil giving a very good account of himself on that. But Neil Varani, good to have you back on as well. You're looking forward to this series ahead? Absolutely, James. Test cricket is the main course as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're going to have good desserts uh, afterwards with the T20 series um, as well ahead of the IPL. So a lot of great sport to, uh, to watch over the coming months. As we have a new beyond, we've got one new person coming on for the uh, Test Match Dailies, and that's uh, Raj. Raj, it's very good to have you with us. Welcome to the Cricket Badger podcast. How much are you looking forward to this India-England Test Series? Thank you, James. Thanks for having me over. Actually, I feel a bit like Washington Sundar today, making my debut on this podcast. <laughs> well, he did okay. So, yeah. So I'm thrilled to be on the podcast and extremely elated for the upcoming India versus England series. Uh, you know, what we witnessed a few weeks ago in Brisbane at the Gabba was high-octane test cricket at its best. From an Indian standpoint, the hangover of the win is still there. It was intoxicating to what happened there at the Gabatois. And now the next drama waits with the World Test Championship finals at stake. We keep talking about the Ashes, India versus Pakistan, India versus Australia. Uh, but the India versus England contest is top billing as well. Two evenly matched sides, India dominant at home, England very experienced, potent and keen to prove a point after a series win in Sri Lanka. Joe Root in ominous form. It's going to be a very, very tough series. Can't wait for the series to get started. Now, I must admit, it's a series I've been looking forward to for a long time, this one. It's always England's toughest series. I think going away to the probably the most alien conditions against the strongest team, it's going to be difficult for Joe Root's England, but it's not impossible. We'll go through some of the history of this, uh, well, India's dominant at home in just a second but before we get there Naman's back on Naman's been on for the uh, IPL pods he's been back for the big bash and now he's signed on for some more during this test series and Naman we've talked a little bit about this series on the big bash pod but it's one that I know you're looking forward to absolutely so much excited to see the test cricket back and uh, England also coming in after two wins in Sri Lanka and the confidence of India is already high it's going to be one cracker of a series so good to see red ball cricket back it's going to be a fascinating next one month Rito Maitra he's uh, back on as well and uh, Rito good to have you renewing your relationship with the cricket badger and test cricket I know we've talked before about this but I mean we, we all love T20 that's why we've done the IPL that's why we've done the big bash dailies but test cricket is the purest form of cricket it's where people are properly tested it's where the only the very best players really survive and thrive and that is what makes this series a tantalising affair yes absolutely James it's test cricket back in India after all most 15 months so there is a sense of festivity going around the country this must be a ripper of a series well, we got then on on the uh, podcast today we've got a few other badges that are going to be um, you'll be hearing crop up as we go through this uh, test match series but Ash and Rito are effectively our English contingent on today and uh, Naman Neil, Anand and Raj are the Indian supporters on today. Let's start off with Ash and Rito. From an English perspective, Ash, when you look at India, I mean, I'll go through the the recent form of India at home. 12 series unbeaten. They've won all of those at home in Test Match Cricket. That dates back to 2012 when England beat them in on their own doorstep um, in what was a famous series win for that side. But in that time, 28 Test Match wins, five draws, just the one defeat, and that was in a series win against Australia in 2016. 17. This Indian side are tough to turn over on in their own uh, backyard, aren't they? Yeah, it's a daunting challenge for England. It's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. We know how strong they are at home and so it's going to be difficult. We've got to, got to hope for a lot of star performances, a lot of England players, especially the sort of the younger lads with the bat are going to have to find the form of their lives or the careers so far really for England and it's going to be a difficult one but we've done well on Sri Lanka we're clearly 
and a test team on the up. Yes, the main event for many might be the Ashes come the winter, but right now, I, I think this is as hard as it gets. And it's it's a big chance for them to go out there and prove that actually they are as good as some some people like to think and as good as they probably want to be. And very quickly, Ash, it being on Channel 4, it looks like it's going to be, hasn't been absolutely 100% confirmed yet, but if it does end up on free-to-air television in England, that's massive for cricket in this country. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. One of my biggest things working with juniors is that, and having worked in schools, is that we need to make cricket more mainstream. And I think the best way of doing that is free-to-air TV. It's that simple. And so, yeah, it's brilliant. I remember watching the 2005 Ashes as a kid and loving it. And then, to be fair, not being able to watch much cricket until the last couple of years because not everyone's as lucky to have Sky Sports at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's it's great that it's looking like it's going to be on Channel 4 and hopefully England can put out a performance that gets people watching and gets people thinking, actually, cricket's the sport for me. BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0-4. to Starter kit all the way to pro-level kits. They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Rito, you're in a a pretty unique uh, position on this podcast in that you're sitting in India, but your allegiances are with England in this series. So you're in a very good uh, position to tell me, from an English perspective, what should England fear when they go uh, toe-to-toe with Virat Kohli's side? Where are the biggest weapons in that Indian side? Well, just like Ash mentioned, it's a daunting series that awaits England. But it's not impossible for England to turn over India and India, just like they did in 2012. The India have got a very, their top six, is, top six is very good. And their spin bowling, especially Ashwin, is very pretty good at home as well. But one thing that India is missing is a top class left arm orthodox spinner, which Jajeja was. And he got injured on that Australian too. So that's something that England can capitalize on, I think. But And this time, they, India have got a very pretty seam attack with Bumrah and Ishan. If it's a spinning friendly pitch, then they will go with two simmers. If it's a good pitch, then they might go with three simmers. But yeah, beating India in India might be improbable, but it's not impossible at all. Anand, in in the UK at the moment, I think a lot of people are thinking this is a really tough task for Joe Root's side to go into that, into the Indian cauldron with the record that India have at home. The fact that, I mean, when I talked to Richard Mann yesterday, he described this as Everest. When it comes to kind of cricket series, this is Everest. You know, if Joe Root can actually get to the summit, it's going to be probably the biggest accolade of his captaincy in his England career. It's his 100th test, obviously, in the first test match. But what do Indian fans fear of this England side? Or is there nothing that in- India fans fear? So I think just based on what we saw a month ago with India and Australia, you see what happens when you have two sort of evenly matched sides come out on the cricket field. We see that you could have some riveting action and it certainly looks like that's exactly what's going to happen here. England's, while the England spin attack is a little light, it feels like they have a really well-balanced test squad. If you look across the board, Root can play and you have the power from Bairstow and Butler, even if they're there 
there for just a few couple of tests. But if you just go down the lineup, you certainly have some really capable batsmen and bowlers in there. You know, Archer is going to be here, so that should be great as well. So I think there certainly is a few factors that India will need to take a look at when it comes to this English slide. I have a feeling that this could could be similar to the 2018 series that actually India played in England. The series results was 4-1 to England. However, there were two blowouts, but there were three tests that were very close and it almost could have gone either way. So this this sort of gives me that feeling that this is fairly evenly matched side. India slightly better in, and also India's playing at home. So that's why India's got the advantage. Raj, when we look at this series ahead, I think what Anand's just said there is absolutely spot on. And I think if you were to be honest as, a, as an English fan at the moment, as I am, although I try to be neutral as the uh, cricket badger on this, I think you'd put India ahead. They're a fantastic side, probably the best test side in the world with all due respect to New Zealand and the ICC rankings on their own surfaces. This is a tough, tough task for England. But in test cricket, we see all the time one team just maybe just stands up a little bit. The other team just drops down a little bit. All of a sudden, those 50-50 things that come up in test cricket, you win the battle, you win the session, and all of a sudden you can find yourself in the series. And that's what England need to do, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Actually, uh, you know, adversity brings out the best in teams in any sport. You know, adversity bought the best out of India in Australia. So similarly, you know, England would expect that adversity would bring the best out of them, even though, you know, they have a full strength squad with them, unlike India. But these are adverse conditions in India, hostile conditions, which are not going to be good for England. So from an English standpoint, I completely feel that, you know, I honestly feel that England does not stand a chance against India. But I hope that England will, you know, fight a lot in this series. And it's going to be very, very even uh, because of the form that Joe Root is in after a great Sri Lanka series. Archer is going to come in. Then Stokes is a different player. The last time he played in England, uh, in uh, the last time he played for England in India, he was a different player. Now, you know, he's coming after a World Cup win. He's coming after the Headingley special. So Stokes is a superstar, which India has to be very, very wary about. And I'm sure this is going to be a very, very tough and fascinating series. Neil, how do you see it in terms of the, the balance of this series? You've got an England side who... As Ash said earlier, I think, generally speaking, are on the up in Test cricket. Chris Silverwood's come in and they're taking it more seriously. Joe Root's growing as a captain. But uh, India, on their own soil, are a formidable outfit. Can you see England landing any punches over the next four Test matches? I can see punches being landed. Um, I can't see England doing more than potentially drawing a couple of games. I think England currently are very much like Australia. The batting lineup has got two or three absolute superstars, a couple of up-and-comers and a couple who maybe their places a little bit uh, under pressure. The seam bowling attack is excellent, although in a different way to Australia. But the, um, the spin bowling is very, very green and it's a huge amount of pressure for them to come out to India and have to perform. All eyes are going to be on Moeen coming back after one and a half years, and Bess, who's only had a few games and honestly hasn't looked that great to me, even though he's picked up a few wickets, and Leach, who I do think is a very, very serviceable spinner. Um, I think England's spin department is going to be the big difference between the two in these conditions, definitely. Um, and that may be where England really struggle. I think the Root and Stokes will do very well, but Sibley and Crawley didn't look great against spin against Sri Lanka. We have yet to see who the number three is going to be, yet to see how 
Oli Pope's shoulders doing. And even then, when he played against India um, in England, he looked a little bit off it. It's going to be completely new for him as well. So England are on the up, but you're playing a team that's, apart from the loss of Jadeja, who's probably the most effective all-rounder in the world, certainly over the last three years in both batting and bowling, India are pretty much at full strength apart from him. And they're on home soil where they're close to unbeatable. So very tough for England. I think they'll give a good account of themselves, but in terms of results, I don't see England winning any tests. I'm, I'm going to keep some of these clips and play them back to you if it all goes horribly wrong for India. But um, until then... Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. I'm actually quite enjoying this already, this, this format and this test thing with uh, Indian and English people on it, asking the um, the Indians about England and uh, and vice versa, because I think you get some slightly different answers. I, I, quite, I quite like this already. But now, man, I'm going to ask you about India. Neil's talking about England not being, maybe landing a few punches, but not winning a test match. Do you think there's um, a potential with this Indian side after playing, you know, after performing the impossible in Australia, you know, having the record they have of any complacency there and, and maybe a bit of a hangover from Australia that England England could maybe seize upon? Not at all, James. And knowing this young Indian team, how they have been, I don't even see them taking Bangladesh or Zimbabwe lightly. They are going to play their A game against England and they are going to be up there with Kohli coming in, Hardik Pandya coming in, Kuldeep coming in on turning wickets. So I do not see complacency at all knowing Kohli's nature as well they are going to give the thousand percent but it's just uh, you can't give a thousand percent Naman knowing there's a young Indian team I will always uh, go guns up there because you saw how youngsters performed in Australia they knew they'll get only one game maybe in next two years but you saw what Sundar did you saw what Shardul did so expect more than that with Kohli and everyone because we have set the benchmark and uh, I do not at all see complacency over here but uh, yes uh, knowing more than both even England know that Bess and Leach are not that much experienced but the dependency just like in Australia it lied on Labushin and Smith it's more on Butler uh, for the first test uh, also for Stokes and Root I feel these are the key players and uh, India should not take Oli Pope lightly at all because I'm a huge fan of Oli Pope and uh, he has he plays spin bowlers nicely so more than bowling if uh, England are good to score even 350-400 consistently even in two test matches I feel the battle is on Ash um, from an England perspective we, we spoke about this a bit late yesterday Joe Root was so dominant in Sri Lanka we, we all know, you know if Joe Root is on fire he is one of the best batsmen in the world in, in the test arena Ben Stokes comes back in as uh, is right up there as one of the best all-rounders in world cricket and you've got Jimmy Anderson Stuart Broad as, as your 1100 plus test wickets now um, so there is quality in the England side 
side. They need some of these other players, the Burnses, the Sibleys, the Crawleys, the Popes, to stand up in this series. Otherwise, England could find themselves really up against it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I don't think that it's impossible to beat India. Yes, it's going be unlikely to beat India in India, just the same as it's unlikely you're going to beat England in England. But it's possible. But as you say, you need sort of your, I don't want to say your lesser players, but sort of not your big stars. They need to turn up, which is, I guess, what sort of happened for India over in Australia. They had people who maybe weren't the main men who turned up and did the job needed of them. So I... I think that's what England are going to need alongside a bit of luck. You, you need to win a couple of tosses. You need to hope that the conditions maybe suit the English bowling tap that little bit more than maybe we're expecting. So it's not impossible, but as you say, you need, we need people like Pope and at least one of the two openers. So to have reasonable series, if not good, very good series. And then you just need that bit of luck on your side. If the toss falls your way, it might just be that difference maker between England losing three or four nil or maybe being able to get 3-1 or possibly a draw. I totally agree with that. I think luck is a major thing in sport that we don't actually refer to very often. We talk about form and we talk about momentum and all these kind of stuff, but you need luck along the way to win anything, I think. You need things to just fall your way at times. Can I ask you, six of you on here, shout out your name if this applies to you. Have any of you had children? Well, I have. And I wonder with uh, Virat Kohli, obviously coming back in as the captain after missing um, a large chunk of the uh, the series in Australia, the nappy factor, I think with Virat might be quite interesting to watch over the four test matches. He's got a little bit to prove as well with Ajinkya Rahani um, taking the reins so successfully in Australia. But I think sometimes we see in sport, after having a child, you hold that little bundle of loveliness in your hands and you cradle it and you kind of see that uh, cricket maybe isn't quite as important as you thought it once was. And that sometimes has the knock-on effect of then just relaxing you on the cricket field, freeing up your game and making you actually just enjoy it and do rather well. And I wonder if Virat Kohli might score a shed load of runs in this series. And and, do you think that could be likely that Virat, after having a baby, might just come and just see this as a little bit more of a sideshow rather than the be-all and end-all of his life? I think Virat, after leaving the India-Australia series after the first test, is going to be raring to go. So I'm sure that it's an absolutely beautiful time in his life right now. However, I'm pretty sure that he can't wait to get to the pitch. I suspect that he probably followed every ball as much as he could, obviously, in the circumstances when he was in India. I imagine him sitting on his sofa, punching the air like he does when he's fielding. Yeah, and probably a couple of choice words as well, you know, when nobody (laughs) of the family are around. (laughs) Uh, But but I suspect that he's going to be raring to go. You know, and and as far as captaincy is concerned, I'm more in the, I think, Richie Benno's opinion that captaincy is 90% luck and 10% skill. So to me, uh, I think there shouldn't be much of a difference between Rahane or Kohli captaining. We have fair experienced bowlers in the squad they should be able to set their own fields Coley's been doing it for a while you have so many a phalanx of analysts sitting out there uh, in the coaching uh, in the pavilion so you know I suspect that everything should be good and things should really work as they have been in the past Watching from a completely neutral element in the in the IPL when I see Virat uh, doing what he does I sometimes think that Virat Kohli is a skipper I think he's quite complicated to analyse because I think his effect off the pitch which has been quite impressive they obviously all respect him um, he's got the fieldings down standards up, he's got the fitness standards up and they obviously all look at him as being a stellar batsman, which of course he is, but I think sometimes on the pitch in terms of tactics I think he sometimes is a little bit behind the game rather than actually steering the game How do you see that Raj? you think, he, you know in terms of his captaincy, where would you actually put him at the moment? Actually, off the field uh, you know, Virat Kohli's personality initially when he started off uh, playing cricket for India, you know, it was very brash aggressive and very blunt uh, but then over the period of time, captaincy and also marriage 
you know, changed him a lot. So Anushka's, his wife's influence on him, you can clearly see when his, uh, when he's interviewing, he's doing post-match interviews, he's doing press conferences. He's a lot more relaxed, calmer and happier person now than he was before. But coming to captaincy, you know, uh, Virat Kohli's captaincy comes a lot from his personality. This is aggressive and intimidating. You know, he's sort of a personality who's very intimidating and would want to stamp his authority in world cricket, you know, no matter which format or which game he plays. That also rubs off in his captaincy sometimes and he takes a lot of impulsive decisions which a lot of people may not like. Judging or assessing his captaincy in the longer format in red ball cricket, I think he's done exceptionally well and people tend to mix formats a lot. They consider his IPL performances and a little bit of ODI performances and pass judgments on his captaincy. But I think on red ball cricket, you know, Virat Kohli is right up there because he's a bowler's captain. Uh, He continuously talks to the bowlers. His tactics are also spot on. And maybe, you know, test cricket is that little bit of a cricket where, you know, you have uh, four to five days of cricket where he gets time to rectify his mistakes and maybe he likes that format a lot. And uh, that's where, you know, the best cricketers are made out of. And I think Virat really enjoys test cricket. Good point, actually, about test cricket. that You get the chance to, you know, bounce back a little bit. Whereas in the T20 game, it's so fast that you can let the game run away from you very quickly, can't you? Correct, correct. That's why, you know, uh, T20 cricket and ODI cricket, uh, when you compare uh, captaincy styles, you know, Dhoni was a much uh, better white ball captain than Virat is. And Virat is a much better red ball captain than Dhoni is, as per my opinion. is only because, you know, uh, the way Dhoni operates his spinners in the middle overs of the play is uh, much faster than Virat would with his bowlers in say, his IPL side or in his white ball side. But in red ball cricket, it's all about patience and uh, making sure that your bowlers can pick wickets anywhere and Virat has very well instilled that spirit in the Indian team. Rito, um, I'm, I'm worried about you over the next few weeks. Supporting England in India might get hounded out of your own country but uh, in terms of the, the two captains, I mean we talk about luck, we talk about all of those other things that will decide this series. The captains are, are important in Test cricket. Who, who would you say would be the better of the two captains, Joe Root or Virat Kohli? Well, that's a very difficult question, James. That's why I asked it to Both you, Rita, because you're the man with the brains on this panel. No. If you see Joe Root and Virat Kohli, they're both very experienced captain now. Joe Root into his almost, what, 44th or 45th test match as captain and Virat Kohli also somewhere on that lines. And Joe Root has got a very good win percentage among England captains as well. Virat Kohli, when he started off, just like Raj mentioned, he was very aggressive, brash, and he has composed himself. Whereas Joe Root was very composed as match captain from the very first but I think both of them are very good captains and it never I am not going to make a call on one of them <laughs> Now man we, we looked at Australia down under 36 all out it was all looking horribly wrong you came on the Big Bash podcast and you basically said yeah they're going to bounce back and win and so it proved and your support of them I'm sure didn't go unnoticed but 36 all out I, I hear a lot of English fans saying how do we get 20 wickets how are we going to bowl this Indian side out you look at that top six their averages in test cricket their performances in first class cricket it's a very very solid batting lineup but 36 all out proves that they can be found out if England bowl well uh, I wouldn't agree at all uh, there James also we always speak about uh, India getting all out on 36 but uh, we need to give more importance over there to pink ball I feel it does a lot well, the, third lot test of, the third test of this series Naman's pink ball <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, uh, it does, but the conditions are different, and uh, it's India. India already played Bangladesh in uh, Eden Gardens, and uh, they thrashed them uh, badly. So it's more of conditions in Australia and New Zealand. The pink ball is much more difficult to play in rather than in Asian conditions. Uh, so I wouldn't agree to that. And also being the first Test match in Australia after playing a lot of white ball cricket, IPL, and uh, yes, the players came back from there. But I do not see that performance coming in next decade also i feel uh, that's long gone and uh, india are very much uh, into it now and they are going to give again i'll say uh, close 100% and bring the ie game you know, I thought you'd say that, man. I really did. <laughs> and uh, fair play to you. Uh, Neil, um, just to finish off these uh, kind of round the panel questions, we look at uh, England's bowling attack. We've spoken about that maybe being light in the, the spin department. And you know, just wondering where those 20 wickets are going to come from in the test match. When it comes to the England batsmen looking at that uh, Indian bowling attack, Jasper Bummer, obviously fantastic in the seam department. You've got Ravi Ashwin as your, your prime spinner. But there's a few, the likes of uh, Siraj, who played so nicely down under. Um, have, have they gone ahead of the likes of Ishan it's caused a lot of problems down under they came through those problems but now the selectors have got a little bit of a headache haven't they because some of the young pretenders have now um, stuck their hand up and uh, and really made a case for selection in this coming series I think the Siraj will be there in rotation we've seen in the IPL when it does actually swing then he is very very dangerous so I'm looking at the day-night test for him to come in there they're going to stick with the main people especially considering the loss of Mohamed Shami uh, who's still got a, a broken arm from Australia so Ishant will definitely be there Bumrah I don't think has played at home in a test match before which will just reinforce Ishant's selection Ashwin obviously is an absolute given I'm wondering whether they'll go with Kuldeep um, rather than Washington Sundar just because Washington is also a right arm offie and Kuldeep offers something different and has had a lot of success in test cricket before it's brilliant that we've got bench strength now but I don't see anyone taking out one of the uh, the more experienced guys at the start but they've put themselves in the frame to come in when they do need to rest and rotate it's going to be a very long series for some of these players there's possibility that Bumrah who's only just coming back off his abdominal problem, may need to be rested for a game to uh, to maintain him. There's also the white ball series afterwards, which there's going to be a lot of importance put against considering... Uh, that's it. Sorry to jump in, Neil, but that, that's, it. that's the same... I hear a lot of English supporters talk about Josh Butler being rested um, etc with the World T20 in mind India got the same situation haven't they? they they're conscious of that looming on the horizon and Bummer's going to be very key to that the same as Hardik Pandya are they going to throw Hardik Pandya into the test arena when you know getting fully fit for that World T20 he might actually win them the trophy I'm not sure if he's ready for uh, to come back into the test team as an all-rounder just because we saw in the Australian white ball series he was very very carefully managed um, there was talk that he was only really allowed to bowl two overs during the ODIs and that was only when we were getting absolutely smashed by Smith and Maxwell that he'd come in and bowl a couple and he really felt the effects of that. To ask him to bowl even just 10 overs in an innings is going to be a yeah. big ask. So personally, I wouldn't bring him into the team yet. Maybe towards the end of the series when England hopefully are a bit more knackered. When it's 3-0. And, uh, yeah. I, I know where you're coming. I know where you're going with that. I really do. Um, I, I, I find it really fascinating actually to talk to all, all of you today and I'm really looking forward to this series. Looking forward to catching up with you guys as we go through it as well. And just to put a full stop to this, uh, this preview podcast, I'm going to run down each of you 
review and I want your series prediction. Um, nothing more, no explanations. Just tell me what the scoreline for this series is going to be. And we'll start with you, Neil. Full Glenn McGrath, whitewash. He's Billy Big Watts it's today, isn't he? We'll see if that lasts. <laughs> Anne Ams, what about you? Your score prediction? 3-1 India. Ash? 3-1 uh, India. Naman? 4-0 India. <laughs> Raj? I think it's 2-1 uh, India and one test match uh, for England for the ping ball test. And Rito? I think India are due to lose a test series at home. So, 2-1 England. I like your style, Rito. You go straight to the top of the class. We do have, as well, we're slightly biased towards uh, our Indian contingent today, but we do have a number of uh, other Indian fan badges, uh, sorry, England fan badges that are going to join us through the rest of the series. So it will be more balanced every day as we go through this. I'm going to give my vote as well. I think England can get a draw out of this series. I'm not sure if they can win it, but I think the ping ball test could be crucial. But it all is down to England getting a good start in that first test match. If they can put down anchor and actually feel part of the series a lot of cricket a lot of sport is played in the head and if they can actually feel like they're going toe-to-toe and they're matching India even if it's for the first couple of days of the uh, first test match that might just be enough to uh, see them through to uh, well hopefully to make it a very exciting series to watch I'm looking forward to catching up with Anand Ash Naman Neil Raj and Rito as we go through this series I've been looking forward to this India against England test series for some time and it starts tomorrow morning 4am UK time I'm not quite sure what time it is in, in India. Who's in India to tell me? Rito, what time does it start in India? 9.30 in the morning. 9.30 in the morning Indian time. Whoever you're supporting, stick with this podcast and we'll give you both sides of the tale. If you're Indian, good luck. If you're English, good luck. Can't wait for this series to get going. Thanks to the fan badges today. I've been James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you tomorrow after we've seen the first day of the first test match. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.